Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Let's Talk PMA. I'm excited and I'm excited to explain my why because I'm excited about what we're doing. I am too. And I think about this is where I'm going to cry. This is why I'm going to cry. You can cry. It's fine. Because I realized that though I grow up with a mom that was very spiritual, very new age, um, created me to be that way and to be open about all things, right? Um, has realized that I'm way stronger than she ever was. I'm way more um, open to a lot more things. Absolutely. I could never have the conversation you and I had with my mom. Never. And it, without it being a, a dig on her, right? And so my why is because I want to create other kids that are able to be strong and confident and sure of themselves for who they are. And I want to create kids that don't, that when they have hard times, that they don't opt to end things, but they opt to figure out why and to figure out how to struggle through the hard things and be excited that they did it. I think it's, um, I think it's really cool how open you are. And I think that's really important. And it's hard because I feel like a lot of parents, they get stuck in their ways. And they think that only one way is the right way. And I see that's a commonality between a lot of not even just parents, just people. And um, a lot of times it's hard because they push that onto their kids and they push that onto their family members and it creates tension and it creates tension within kids. And so I always um, am very thankful for like how I grew up and like, yes, religion was there, but it, and politics were there, but we didn't really ever like super talk about it. And um, honestly, I'm thankful for it because for me, it was, it gave me the freedom to think how I wanted to think. And now being an adult, I like cherish being able to form my own thoughts without having this like overwhelming, like amount of pressure to think the same way as like my parents or my family. Um, and so I think that's really important. And that's why, you know, I was able to have that conversation with you this morning. Um, that's a conversation that should have been had a long time ago, but the way that we think now, I knew that we could have a good conversation and have good things come out of it instead of uh, one person gets defensive or the other person gets defensive. Well, and I think, you know, as parents, we 
we feel like we're, we come into being a parent and you like, you have to mold this child. You have to be the teacher. You have to be the guidance you have to be. And so we grow into what we say is correct. Right. We, we work cause we're teaching our kids, but it's not always correct. And sometimes our kids actually sometimes know more than we do, or we don't give them credit for knowing things or having their own opinion because we want their opinion to be ours. And it's so easy to just shut them down because we want to be right. We want to be the superior. We want to be the guidance. And sometimes we're not right. And it's hard. It's a hard pill to swallow when you're not right. And it's a hard pill to swallow when your kid calls you out and says, you're not letting me be who I want to be. And if you just stop and listen, maybe you'll understand why I have this opinion, why I have, why I'm thinking this way, but we're so quick to judge. And we're so quick to be offended by them having their own opinion and them not doing it our way because we feel like our way is the right way only. And it's not true. And, you know, I've learned that kids are so intuitive and so, you know, they have, they're around so many more people than we are. We get stuck in our jobs. We're working from home. We get stuck around nobody. Um, Or when we're at our jobs, we're only around certain amount of people. And if you're in a position where you're not around a lot of people and not introduced to all the culture that the kids are, we really don't know what's going on out there. And the kids hear everything. My five-year-old granddaughter told me the other day, she's like, grandma, she goes, I hear everything. If you, and I was like, Paisley, you do hear everything. She does hear everything. (laughs) But she chooses to ignore it because she, or she chooses not to respond to it because she feels like it's not appropriate, but she knows what's going on. But we take that for granted because she doesn't say anything but she's just internalizing all of it. Yeah, or because she's just a kid. Well, it's not. But no, that's that's how people think though. She's a kid, she doesn't get it. She doesn't know, she doesn't know what's going on, but they do know, they absolutely 100% know. Yeah, and once once we can change our mindset to, to understand that our kids are humans, our kids are just younger of ourselves, and give them credit for um, their opinions and credit for what their thoughts are because they go through so much more than we are as adults because they're internalizing and seeing everything around them. We say that little ones are sponges. Well, there's a sponge for everything. And so what does that sponge do? It has to be wrung out at some point. Yeah. And so that's where all their knowledge and that's where all of their thoughts come from is them absorbing everything around them. So then we have to figure out what to do with that and how to help them to grow and be the very best and strong and confident. And I think yeah. that's, I think that's where parents get stuck. And I, I mean, I know we did, it took us a long time. We were power hordes all the time. <laughs> we, we never let you guys talk. It was all us talking until we finally said, wait a minute, we need to stop. We need to listen to you guys first. After enough times of us saying, stop and just listen to me. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Because we thought we were right. 
we wanted you to hear us. We wanted you to hear what we had to say and go by our rules. But once we stopped and listened, there was a whole other side to the story. And then we had to backtrack and say, oh, okay, now we need to rethink what, what we were saying because there's more to it than just our thoughts about it. Yeah. And it's crazy. And, and a lot of that kind of helps create kids' wise. And, you know, just talking about this and you asked me what my why was. And honestly, I, for a second, I was like, I don't know exactly. Like, I do know what my why is, but like, why is this my why? But when we first started to like really have like good conversations and like talk about the things, like the unspoken things, and you and I made a vow to not treat our kids and, you know, like my niece and your grandkids, whoever it is, to not treat them the way that we were treated and expected and as kids and um like I know that you had a lot of very negative experiences with your mom and things that didn't make you feel good about yourself and it kind of went to me not to the same extent but just you know that's just natural you were raised this way and it's at least some of it's going to go to your kids and we had that conversation and um, we said, we're done with this. We're not, we're not going to keep this bad body attitude and um, negativity. We're not going to keep passing this down and we're done. And honestly, that's my why. I think about that all the time, how I never want to make anybody feel the way that I felt growing up or how you felt growing up. Yeah, I mean, I remember that conversation, quit it. <laughs> I remember that conversation. I remember being so, you know, telling myself over and over again, you will not, you will not shame Allie. You will not body shame. You will not um, make her feel guilty about anything. This, this, you know, it is what it is. We both go through, you know, our changes and what, how we're built and it's life it's how we were how we were made be proud of that um but because i had such a bad self image it just naturally carried over to you it wasn't i saw it, I saw it every day yeah, exactly and and that's what's hard and i think we've talked about in the last few episodes is that it's it's not it's not always just verbal and it's, you know, when we, when we body shame ourselves and we are, our confidence is so low, it doesn't matter if you say it or not in your actions and the, what you say about yourself in just the little things, you know, oh, look how bad I look today or look, you know, I, well, look I, can't, wear that. Or, huh? yeah, I can't wear that. Right. And, and it hurts and it's frustrating and okay, so now I had to learn that I'm perfect just the way I am. And people love me for who I am. It doesn't matter how big I am. It doesn't matter how um, outgoing I am. It doesn't, it's, it's when I become my genuine self, 
I actually have more friends than I used to. I actually have closer relationships than I used to because they don't have to feel bad because I'm body shaming myself all the time, or I'm saying negative things about myself all the time. They can just be themselves and they can just do their own thing. You know, we can have a real relationship because it's a back and forth and it's about things going on in our lives, not about who we are, how we feel. Yeah. And I think when it, you know, when it comes to your why, um, find something that you're passionate about, something that, I mean, like for me, like I said, you know, it's something that happened to me that I don't want to continue on. And that's my why. That's why I do this. This is why I'm passionate about coaching because I want to give experiences that I didn't get to have and better experiences like the things that I went through I don't think I should have had to go through and I don't think that any kid should have to go through some of the experiences that I did like you're just a kid you should be able to play a sport or be involved with an organization or whatever it is and just be happy and just work towards what your goals within it and not be brought down for it, not be penalized for it, because we're all just trying to do our best. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why your why is so important. For me, it's my drive, because I will not let my athletes experience what I went through. I will not let my kids experience what I went through. And I think that's so incredibly important. What drives you? What has happened? What do you not want to ever feel again? And I think that's a lot of what people's whys are. I'm doing this because I hated how this felt. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just finding, finding what brings you purpose. And, you know, my, like I said, my why is because I see so much hurt and it's just seems so unnecessary. And, you know, if we can teach that there's a better way and control of what we think and what we feel, and we can understand that, um, and how that will change your life. If you can get control of it and just stop for a minute and say, I don't have to feel this way, or what would feel better? Or what can I think that would make my situation better. There's always, always an alternate opportunity. There's an alternate way to do things if it's not working. You know, if you're struggling with friends at school, then those friends aren't your friends. They need to, you need to find there's another group that's there for you. You know, there's, there's kids that, that are struggling and suffering. If you see it, you know, what's your, why, why would you want, why would you want to let them, you know, commit suicide or why would you want to let them suffer when you, all you have to do is just be a friend and ask what's going on, you know? And so I guess it's just my, why is I just want to care. And I want to, I want to put myself out there enough that I can teach kids to be stronger and to be more confident and to teach parents how to listen. And I think, you know, more and more, 
you know, parents have so much on their plate, especially at young ages, 20s, 30s are the hardest, you know, and they have kids and they have jobs and they have money issues and struggling and it's a hard time. And if we can teach that, um, you can make it through. We just have to find ways. And um, it's, it's just, it's a challenge, but it'll be okay. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. When it comes to finding your why, I think it's really important to find those people that also support your why. And those people can change. They might be, you know, your right hand man or woman or whatever, um, your person, they might be right there for you, but there might be a point in your life where that person changes or that person doesn't fit your why anymore. And I think that's important to always be okay with ensuring that you're having the right people around you. And like, I mean, I have recently gone through this. I had two people who were always there and, you know, I was there for me for everything and I was there for them for everything. But at some point, my why and them didn't fit together anymore. And it was a hard pill to swallow, but I needed to have people who were on the same page as me, who were going to support me for me and weren't going to make me feel like I'm being selfish for pursuing what I need to be pursuing for doing the right things for me and for my family. Um, and, you know, cause I don't have to put everybody else's needs and wants and whys above mine. And I think that's really hard for both of us because I mean, I grew up watching you never being able to say no, always putting other people's needs before yours. And I watched how it drained you and how it was so hard because you didn't ever give yourself what you needed. And I'm glad that I've learned it so early. And it doesn't mean that these people can't be a part of your life. It doesn't mean that you know, they can't still be a friend. They can't, you know, it doesn't mean you have to completely cut them out, but just understand that if it's going to put you in a hard position to be surrounded by certain people, and it's going to make you not be able to be your true self and your true person, then they are not the right people to be around you. Yeah. That's, and that's exactly it. And learning that you need to come first so that you can be the best person for everyone else is hard, especially in our society. It's hard. It's a hard pill to swallow because we want to people please and we want everyone else to make us feel good. But when you learn that you are the first person that you have to please and make yourself feel good, then all the other things easy. And you don't feel like you have to take on those things that aren't going to serve you and that aren't going to serve them because all you're doing is complaining or being drained by everyone that you're trying to please all the time. That's a hard, hard lesson to learn. But when you do, it's so much, so much relief and just being able to say no. And, and I'm sorry, I can't solve your problem. And um, I would love to help in any way I can if it's, if it's, if I'm able to, but if I'm not able to, I'm sorry, you're going to have to 
Um, that was weird. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I had a call coming. Um, you're going to have to find a way to solve it on your own. I'm not the right person. And that right person will come to them. But if I don't feel like I'm the right person, then I need to be okay with that. I mean, I'm going through a situation right now where I kind of feel like I'm obligated, but then I kind of think, why am I obligated? Why is that my responsibility? Just because it's family, I shouldn't have to be obligated. Yeah. And so, and you know, a lot of times family, we have in our society and in our minds that if it's family, then um, you have to be there. You are responsible for um, taking care of your family and your extended family. Well, that's true to a point, but not always. You know, why? Why, do, why is it my responsibility? If I don't have the means and I don't have the ability then to help you, then you need to find the right person. Yeah, I mean, family's so hard. Like it's so it's so hard because it's like sometimes you they don't benefit you and they're only draining you. They're only taking and you're not getting anything in return and you don't have to stand for that. And you can stick up for yourself. And I think it's important not just for like parents and coaches, but for athletes too. Stick up for yourself. Stand up and say this isn't right. I can't do this. You are making me feel some type of way, whatever that way is. And it's okay to say it. It's okay to sometimes hurt feelings because you can't make everybody happy. And that's just honestly the matter of the fact. As an athlete, as a coach, as a parent, no matter what, no, not everybody is going to be happy with how things are playing out, especially as a coach. No matter what, someone's going to be mad. Someone's going to think that they should be getting more playing time, that they should be the starter, that they should be whatever. And that's just <laughs> how life is. That's literally just but how if you, life is. If you think about it, it's so, it's so funny because you're saying, you know, they're going to be mad. Well, you're not making them mad. The only part of people that they can make, make themselves mad is, is the person that's mad you know, they've chosen to take whatever you've said or whatever you've done and take offense to it and create an issue. You didn't do it. It's what their thoughts did to themselves that made that them problem. mad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, if you said something to me like this morning when our conversation, I could have totally been like on the defense. I could have totally just blew up and I could have totally, you know, but that would have been on me you're giving me your, your opinion and what, you know, what you need to say to fix something. It's on me to say, okay, I'm sorry. Or be pissed off because I didn't like what you had to say, but that's my choice. That's my thought. So we all have choices. And so that's where now it cracks me up because we just, we can't make someone feel anything. It's their thoughts that create their own feelings, their own thoughts about whatever's going on. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like I said, I wouldn't have had this conversation with you this morning if uh, like we were back even nine months ago. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. just because I knew that it would have been, it was going to be a productive conversation, but you don't always have to know it's going to be a productive conversation. You might just have to say 
your opinion and get it out there because then it's going to get that other person thinking whether they're going to be mad about it or whatever. You can't control that. You cannot control how they react to your opinions, your feelings, and don't take it to heart because they might be angry because you decided to speak out against them. And then later on, they're going to start thinking about it, thinking about it, think about it. And they're going to be like, either I feel really bad or I'm going to continue to be angry about it. And that's on them. You can feel the relief, feel the relief and accept it and be like, oh, thank God I got that off my chest. Phew, I feel better now. But then, but it's so, it's a hard thing because we're like, okay, they're mad at me. And so now I feel bad. They're not mad at or you. Be the circle. So it's like, well, I don't have to feel bad. If you're mad at me, fine, be mad at me. You'll either get over it or move on. Or maybe we'll talk about it and solve it out. But I get the choice to be upset because you're mad at me. Or I get the choice to be like, it's on you. You have to deal with it. Whatever's going on in your head is making an issue for you, not for me. And so, and I think that's, that's where the real teaching comes in is teaching kids that we don't have to take on everyone else's stuff. We have enough of our own stuff to deal with that it's okay not to take on everyone else's. Being a kid's hard, (laughs) being a kid's hard. And you hear, like we talked about, you hear everything. And so, um, if we can just stop and keep teaching all these athletes and these kids to be able to stick up for themselves, to be able to say what needs to be said and to be able to process their thoughts, they're going to be better than us. And we can learn from them. Don't be closed-minded. I hate, uh, that is one of the hardest things that I I hate about people. How can you be so closed-minded? How can you not just be open to the thought, to open to listening? You don't have to agree with me. I don't care if you agree with me, but can you at least be open to thinking about it? Be open to just listening to what I have to say. And I think already they've already have a thought before it's even a discussion. Exactly. They've already, they've already created something in their mind before you're able to really get it out. So that's why they're closed minded. It's so crazy because it's everywhere. It's in politics, it's in religion, it's in sports, it's in households, it's in family, it's everywhere. Because someone thinks that they, their opinion is way better than anybody else's. I've, I've actually seen some like comments recently and someone was, you know, commenting on um, a video and had said, in my opinion, she said her opinion and then she was like, but that's my opinion. And I was reading the comments that were going to her and they were like, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. How can, how can you think that? And it's like, she said, that's my opinion. That's not your opinion. She doesn't care about your opinion. Nobody cares about your opinion. If I say in my opinion, blah, 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 blah. I don't care about your opinion. You cannot care about my opinion either. You can disagree with me, but this is how I think. And that's not going to change. And let's open up for discussion. I'm fine opening up for discussion. Let me, you can, I'll give you your opinion. 
maybe I'm going to show you my opinion too. Maybe it is a, something a back and forth that you need. We need to talk about it if it is. But I'm going to give you your opinion, and that's okay. And you know, maybe let's let me give you your mind too, and maybe we can come to a compromise, or maybe there's another option. Yeah, but people take so offense, so much offense to someone else's thoughts because they're developing their own thoughts about their thoughts. And it's just this vicious cycle and it's terrible. And then we just create this whole negative society of crap that doesn't need to, really doesn't need to be there. Yeah. Think how much, think how if everyone straightened out their thoughts <laughs> and realized that I don't have to take on anyone else's thoughts, I have my own and I'm gonna deal with my own thoughts. and create better thoughts if I want to, or just hold on to my negative thoughts for a while, because that makes me feel good for a second, but then I can let go of them. I think if everyone did that. Too many people hold on those negative thoughts and hold on to them for way too long. It's like some people like feeling miserable. Yeah. And sometimes, I mean, I, I have had times where I'm like, okay, I feel good or I feel really bad, but I don't, I don't want to get out of it yet. I need to process this bad feeling. I need to process this. And sometimes it lasts a day. Sometimes it lasts two. I don't get them as much as I used to, but you know, sometimes you just have to wallow. And then after a day or so, I'm like, okay, I'm done with this. I'm tired of feeling this way. Let me process what's going on. And then I can let it go. And sometimes I don't even know what's going on. There's something deep down, but I heard, oh, sorry. Um, I was watching a show and they had talked about, there was this kid that was taught to not want to go outside, be afraid, like afraid of going outside. And um, finally it was time for him to venture outside and, you know, leave the house. And um, he was so scared. And he was scared about all of the things, the potential negative things that could happen. Death, you know, getting hurt, mean people, whatever it was, right? All these negative things that could happen, all the potential coulds. And um, his uncle talked to him and said, everybody dies at some point. Some people have a peaceful death. Some people die in the toilet some people you know some people get killed like it's just life but if you can't live your life worrying about death you have to live your life wanting and experiencing life think about all the endless opportunities and all the amazing things that come with life but if you worry about death you can't enjoy that life life is way 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 too short to only be thinking about all these negative things death injuries illness you know all this stuff you can't think about all of that you have to just accept life for how it is and understand there's going to be goods there's going to be bads but life will go on and you need to accept it and experience and have a great life while you can because you don't know I don't know if I'm going to wake up tomorrow 
I don't know right. if something's going to happen and tomorrow, today's my last day. Am I going to be happy with today? Am I going to be happy with how I had my last day? Right. Well, it's kind of like your job opportunity and you were like, well, what if we move? What if we do this? What if, and my, we said, quit with the what ifs because you don't know, go, go out and try. You don't have to accept it. You don't have to do it, but at least go experience and see what the opportunity is. Because if we just keep, what if this doesn't happen? Or what if I, this other opportunity happens? Okay, fine. But if you don't pursue something that's handed to you right now, what if you're missing out on your absolute right now? Finding your why is important. And it's going to be your drive. It's going to be your dedication. And it's going to help you stand through thick and thin. Anything that happens, as long as you know what your why is, you can get through anything. So think about what your why is, find it, and really just stick to it. Don't let anybody walk all over you. Don't let anybody like make you feel like your why is not important. Surround yourself with people who make you feel good and who support your why. Well, everybody, please go like and subscribe below. Go check out our Instagram. Um, we're doing lives every single Wednesday. We'd love to see you on there. Um, and also go ahead and check out our website, our website where you can get your workbook. We're doing some new things to our website. So it's going to start getting amped up a little bit. Um, we love to see you on there. Start getting your workbooks ordered and start um, getting those workshops going as well. We're very excited about how much we're progressing and we want to keep progressing with you guys. Uh, thank you for joining us and we will see you next week.